is the Explosion Network's Fast and Furious podcast, and we don't have friends. We have family. Each week in the lead up to Fast and Furious 9, we should be cracking a corona to discuss the films, character, music, and more of the Fast Saga. My name is Dylan White, and joining me today, Kieran Marchin. Hello, what's up, my dudes? We hungry. We hungry. And Ashley Hobley. You say what? This shit just went from Mission Impossible to Mission in freaking Sanity. Whatever, man, I ain't scared. I'm just letting you all know, recording this podcast is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Shit out here is vehicular war. Oh, it's the next movie. Um, (laughs) Vehicular war. Vehicular warfare. Uh, So this week we are talking about Fast Five. It was released in 2011, directed by Justin Lin. Written by Chris Morgan, main cast of course, Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, Matt Schulz, Schulz, Sung Kang, uh, Gal Gadot, Tigo Calderon, Donomar, Wacking Del Almedia, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Elsa Pataki. The synopsis for the film is Dominic Toretto and his crew of street racers plan a... M- Wait, I've skipped to the... That's the wrong one, is that? No, it is right. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I got scared. I was so scared because it was the wrong one before. I'm like, is this right? It's fine. I'll just put it in. It's, edits happen. Everyone's fine. Elsa Pataki. The synopsis for this film is Dominic Toretto and his crew of street racers plan a massive heist to buy their freedom while in the sight of a powerful Brazilian drug lord and a dangerous federal agent. All right, listen up. The men we're after are professional runners. <laughs> We find them, we take them as a team, and we bring them back. And above all else, we don't ever, ever let them get into cars. Um, I think this is this is kind of the tur- tur- turning point for the franchise in a lot of ways. This is the one where people uh, either really dove off it and started hating it. And this is also, I feel like, the point where everyone started really liking it in a lot of ways also. like um, That's why I call... F- we talked about last week like to me four is this transitional period between like the old and the new and five is officially like the new and this is the the film that like kind of moves the the franchise really into a heist format like pretty much every movie after this is about like some sort of kind of heist that involves cars as the getaway things cars as the attacking things cars as the defensive things like the cars as heist and we gotta take something and steal something or save someone or something but all kind of heisty um some of the random trivia things I wrote down here that, uh, that we can talk about as you go over your thoughts. Uh, Han's alias appears in this movie on a computer screen, and it's written as Han Solo, um, which is obviously rather uh, a, a good joke there, everyone. And then Eva Mendez, of course, makes her one cameo in the whole franchise in the after credit scene of this movie, which we can discuss um, in a little bit as well. But, Kieran, what are your, what are your thoughts on Fast Five? I really enjoyed this movie. Um, not because, not just because of it's changed the format of heist, and we'll talk a bit about the heist and why I love it so much later on. But I think this is where Paul Walker and Vin Diesel's chemistry and relationship kind of hits a new bound, like hits a new a new level where it's like it's so much more like a brotherly thing that is. This movie and the next movie both do this really well, and it, it makes what is coming in a couple movies time so fucking hard to watch um but i just really enjoy this movie i love the team aspect of it um 
I like the ridiculousness that The Rock brings to this franchise. In this in is his most thing. hammy version of this role too. Like, it kind of tones down in the future, but yes, yeah, he's just yeah, it's just this. Um, if you could think of like the most American quote unquote badass in the world, that's just a meathead, and you just get his character. You get Hobbs in this movie. And it's hey, just woman. Fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like a smile. Yeah, like, like a yeah. smile. <laughs> uh, Ash, how do you feel about Fast Five? Yeah, it's great. I think it's probably the best one. I like you said, it's kind of a turning point for the franchise. Um, for the first time, Dom and uh, Brian are on the same page. Like they've got yeah. the same goals and the same intentions and everything. Um, clearly, The Rock is the big get for this, and it it pretty much resurrected his career, arguably. Like you think about the movies that he made prior to Fast Five, Tooth Fairy, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Get classic. Smart, other guys, um, and then you look at what he did after, which is pretty much they went, "Hey, here's a great idea. Let's just stick the Rock in all these dormant franchises. Uh, he'll make a Journey Two, Journey Two, then GI Joe Retaliation, which is much better than the first one, is really good, uh, and then he got to do whatever he pretty much he wanted after that." Got to make his Hercules movie theory. Then he did San Andreas. Look, yeah. this The Rock has in his acting career to in recent history this shotgun effect where he's like, I'm gonna be in all these movies. One of them's gonna be good at some point. Even if the rest of them are crap, I'm still getting paid like a, a stupid amount of money to do it all. Yep. Damn right. Um I I, I really like this one as well. Um I wouldn't say it's not my personal favorite, but it's it's probably the one I've got the. I think it was the first one. It was the first one I ever saw in cinema. I never saw any of the others in cinema. This was the first one. I always caught the rest on DVD and whatever else. No, I think I saw Tokyo Drift and Fast Four in cinemas. Yeah, really? I, I don't yep. think because Tokyo Drift obviously came out when I was in high school, and I think when I was in high school, like I really didn't know what was on at the cinema unless it was something massive that like I saw an ad for on TV or like someone in my family was excited for or something like that. So I reckon Tokyo Drift like came and went. I never even saw it. it. Literally everything that we talked about, like when Tokyo Drift got big in my school, it was because it was out in DVD and everyone was watching it at the same time and everyone was loving the soundtrack and everything. But like when it was at cinema, I doubt anyone was, there was probably one kid in their whole school that seen it. So I don't know. Anyway, high school is a weird time for movies. But yeah, this is the first one I paid and went and saw. Um, so this is that memory foam. Um, no, it's really, really good. I I kind of forgot because I haven't watched it in quite some time how just how hammy The Rock is in this movie though. Um, and I yeah, and as Ash points out, it, it, it inarguably kind of did propel his career forward. Um, and he gets stuck playing similar sort of characters now, uh, even though he tries to work around it. But it's still just like, play the big tough guy. You know, that's, that's, just do I that. I think you're, he likes doing that, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean he, gets he wrote his own TV show. He plays pretty much the same guy. Bowlers, which yeah. um, they give a call out to the next one, basically. So, um, And, I mean, this is the first one where you know, there was that... Um, was it last year or the year before that article came out about talking about like how they had 
to work out exactly how many hits each actor could take yep. and all that sort of stuff. That like watching Vin Diesel fight The Rock in this, I couldn't help but th- think about that article. I was like, okay, so he got him here, he got him here. Vin Diesel got this punch off here, but then The Rock, like, like I could literally just track the like <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Oh, you slam me through a chair, I slam you through the wall. You slam me through the wall, I slam you onto the table. Punch, punch, punch. Like, there's just so much trade. Like this, because this is the f- the first film where we get like a big proper like um star v star fight no other movie has up, up up until this one obviously has that and then every movie forward from this one has a uh more fist fight stuff which the films well, have had fist fight action but not like proper like action star level these are both known actors yeah, bigger fight. name prota- yeah. uh, antagonists yes this is the, where the film starts doing that not like oh some random person you've never heard of uh, they're the bad guy whatever like they'll sit in the background blah blah, blah. No, no this film sets the standard of it's got to be a known actor. It's got to be someone that can fight. They got to fucking someone's. They got to brawl. They got to have it off. You know, like and every film after this adds more on top of the car action and adds more action stuff like fist fights, um, which apparently Paul Walker was a fan of because he was like he did do jujitsu or something in real life as well. So in a lot of ways, this whole franchise was just like Paul Walker being like, "I love cars in real life." jiu-jitsu in real life like what, what else can we get like <laughs> just do this whole thing no wonder he liked doing the damn movies just more shit to do um no but yeah it's really good let's talk about not to to, to to obviously skip too far ahead but i do want to cover the the cameo now before we get too distracted by other things potentially um so skipping right to the end end of the movie comes up Eva Mendes appears, chucks Hobbs down, photo of Letty, obviously. Because this is the first film that does a stinger. Yeah. This is and 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 next one does it, and the next one does it. This is where they start being like Hey, Marvel's gone to something. Yeah, yeah. Like let's <laughs> let's 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 start doing these after credit scenes. So yeah, like is it funny to watch now? Like obviously with all the Marvel movies, because even when this came out, it was only a couple of years after Iron Man, really, you know, like 2008, this, this is 2011, so. This came out at the, when these, uh, this, when these kind of cutscenes, the cutscenes, when these kind of um, extras kind of were at their peak or starting to get towards I their peak. I think they were only just like, starting, 2011, you know, like. Nah, because they've been going, because they've been going since the Iron Man in 2008. And so 2011 is close to Avengers coming out, which is 2012 was when the first Avengers movie came out. Yeah. So by this point, there's been at least two Iron Man movies, a Thor movie, um, and Captain America is somewhere around this time. Yeah. So uh, Marvel has pretty handedly started doing these after scene, after credits scenes. Yeah, hundred percent. But I would still say Fast Five was quick to jump on the. This is. It a- was very yes. No, no, no. It was very quick to um, read the trend and get on board with it. Correct. Funny. Um, all right, so family. Talk about Hobbs. Hobbs is introduced in this film, obviously, and although he's an antagonist of this film, he then ends up being a member of the family as we go forward. And of course, he gets a spin-off in case you didn't know somehow. Um, we Ugh. will not be discussing that movie on this podcast because it's not really relevant to anything. Um, it's not mainline, and I don't know. Maybe he's not part of the family anymore. I don't know. I'll have to ask Tyrese and Vin Diesel. <laughs> I think he's a bit biased. <laughs> He might be a bit biased. Yeah, might, might might be a bit biased. So, yeah, Hobbs introduced in this movie. How, like, looking back, because that's the thing I felt watching this movie. 
because obviously the last one I saw him in was eight. And eight, he's just like front and center. He's in a lot of that movie, like probably the most of any of them. Like he's just one of the main characters. Um, Kieran hasn't seen eight yet, so you're about to find out. Like, I mean, he's, he's one they of needed the main to. Movies. They killed everybody off, so. Well, yeah, a lot of ways. Like he's in seven a bit, obviously six, he's a little bit of whatever. Like he gets more and more each time. But coming from eight and then rewinding to this, jumping into this, I'm like, man, I don't know how we all grew to like this character. Because like I don't like I enjoy watching him play that yeah. role. But I'm like, I don't like I, if I could punch him, I would, but I wouldn't because I would die, kind of thing. You know, like <laughs> you know, like he's just an asshole, and he, they play like especially because his whole thing is like. I'm big, Mister. Me and my team go in, ask no questions, like we kick, kill people, ask questions later type attitude. You know, like they could be innocent, don't give a shit. And then also, it's interesting because, of course, you think that's the, the turning point for his character of that whole attitude. Even though that's his whole thing, like I'll catch you, I'll catch you, I don't care, I'll fucking kill you, I don't, I don't care. But then once his whole team dies, then all of a sudden he's you, you get this switch to, all right, I'll do the job because I want revenge for my team which watching it is it's very whiplashy but i'm like i can kind of buy it i guess i think it's not just the fact that his team dies but it's his his team died and these people that he's seen as criminal and the worst of the worst are the ones to actually save him and they risk their lives to save him i think even though he doesn't want to admit it at that point in the film they they've earned his respect a lot in that moment um which i think counts for a lot for hobbs in this movie where it's it's his respect and his viewpoint on the world. He's very much judge, jury, and executioner for these people. He gets told these are the bad guys, and he goes and does whatever he has to 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 get to get them. Um, and that that you know you, there is of course there is things around that is well is that really a good character? Like is that really a quote unquote a good guy? Like, um, but yeah, he still has his code and what he runs by, and, and so. Um, it's it's a nice way to bring him into the fold of the family. Whatever you do, don't let them get into their cars. Yeah. And just that yeah. that that his the look on his face when he opens up the vault at like the after no they're driving away and there's no money in it and he has just this motherfuckers like just that, this. that's more like his character in the future films that moment of just yes like, oh, yeah oh, definitely yeah. that's fine I'll get them later type thing. Uh, all right, so let's go over. Want to go over like re- how everyone kind of comes back and returns for this one, obviously, like because this is the film where it's like let's like start tying, you know, everyone back. Let's and, build a team. Let's build a team and like let's connect all the movies because up until this point, it's very much like there's one, there's two, there's three, four brought back the cast from one, and now this one's like okay, we're combining everything finally. Let's 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 go for gold here. So you obviously get Roman and uh, Ted come back. Roman is, as we've talked about, from the get-go he's shown in this, like, it's obviously Roman. Like, you can tell it's Roman because from from straight away, smart ass, smart talking, whatever else. But he's still, as I mentioned too Fast, Too Furious, from the second he shows up here, is less of the smart ass that will, like, punch you, dude, to, like, just the smart ass jokester character. Like, there's straight away I could feel the the switch there. Like Um, they said, he's the big mouth talk shit but even that he doesn't do the Dude. big mouth talk shit in a smart calcul or, or like a way that you're like oh he knows exactly what he's doing he just seems to say shit and it just ends up working out his favor yeah which y'all is crazy weird i ain't doing this shit <laughs> it's weird when they've got han on the team that kind of 
does the same thing in many ways and it's probably a better driver and yeah that better the the scene of like we need this person we need this person i'm like y'all y'all don't need this many people like it's just <laughs> you're making yeah. up a reason and, oh we need a chameleon someone who could fit in we'll need a fast talker we'll need well, a it's, hang on. <laughs> it's it's kind of made it's kind of made um a bit more apparent in the next movie when two of the team just don't come back like yeah. it's like oh, yeah yeah yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, you've realised you didn't need those two characters. Okay. They weren't necessary, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like this one, they were like, we want to use everyone. Uh, so then obviously Tej, I I know we can't talk about this too fast too first as well, but I, I feel, I can tell it's the same character, but it's obviously like, well, this is like years later, you know, like it's, it's, it's a similar, it's... but like more evolved. I, I don't feel like it's a different character though. Yeah, the only thing I have with Tej is his dream is to open a garage. Yeah, well, and he, he already had a garage yeah. in Fast <laughs> Yeah, and my, not just a garage, but like a whole like empire of just like his hand. And the one that he has the... at the end of the film doesn't look nearly as cool as the one he had in no. Too Fast Too Furious. My my fan fiction is that he lost it or something to like just well, fill guess, in the loopholes. I guess they're because they're on the run. Can't have like one. The other thing, yeah. and I don't know if this is ever maybe developed or more in number eight as the one I haven't seen. The the his backstory, <laughs> I highly doubt it. I hundred percent agree. His backstory just irks me because you know he, when he's doing stuff, they're like, "How do you know this?" He's like, "Oh well, I, I did a lot of stuff before you met me in the garage," and it's like, "Yeah, but what?" Spin like, off. It's fine. I don't like, care. <laughs> like, how does this make this? Like, this was never mentioned in Too Fast Too Furious, so there wasn't even an inkling of it. Like, I, I don't mind the, the whole thing of like Tej being like computer smart and all that sort of stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I was watching Too Fast Too Furious and like watching it through that lens of knowing where his character ends up, there was no point in that movie where I'm like, they never not sense. say it, but they never do say it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so like you, you could you could fit it in and be like, yeah, on the side he's like playing with computers and stuff. You just don't see it. Like, cause we we see him like racing. We see we see that he's smart to like plan the races and like. like he got I'll that bridge to go up. Yeah, like he's a. I mean, there's no point where it's ever like the dude's made out to be dumb. They just there's nothing in that no. movie to say he can't not be fucking with computers on the side and whatever else. It's just a big jump. Like it's just like a. It is like that's off the, the bridge. Only thing, like yeah, well yeah, of course. Thanks. Yeah, fucking hell. It's just a big jump to go from. Okay, he's kind of smart and and kind of street savvy and stuff to being able to like hack into systems and like know the inner workings of mechanical systems of safes and all that kind of shit. It's like yeah, oh, okay. they needed one character to do it. And <laughs> like, well, we won't stereotype. We'll have the black guy do it, not the Asian guy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> re- re- really, Fast and Furious is rather a. Uh, one of the most diverse franchises not playing yeah. into stereotypes. I like will, when you think I'm about progressive. it. Yeah, Speaking of progressive. progressive and I will say I mean there's no gay uh, characters but other than that, I mean. Yet. True, true. Yet. Yet. Go for nine. Um, I will say that watch, I will say thanks to this movie and thanks to this podcast even I am more appreciative of Han every time I see Han eating something or eating his bag of chips, it just gives me this, like, it just gives me this warm feeling of just, like, God, you've come so far and you've moved all the way from Better Luck Tomorrow and... Don't you wish you you hadn't watched the trailer until you finished the series? Yeah, I know, right? Like, it would have, yeah, it definitely would have changed things, but (laughs) it's very, it's very fun. 
Um, so someone else who shows up in this movie, obviously, is the return of Vince, which I always thought was cool. Like, I, I really enjoy how they bring him back. Like, if I was to bring back one character, like, from that movie to have fit this role, I think, obviously, Vince makes the most sense because, like, you get the drama between him and Brian and, um, you know, it just, it makes it more fun than if it was someone else who actually was like, I didn't, I never had many problems with Brian in the first movie kind of thing, you know? So, um, the other two characters, the other character that was left, his name I can't remember, but. um, Because he's forgettable, yeah. It was forgettable. I mean, Vince, I wouldn't remember Vince's name if he was only in the first one either. Like, it's because he's true. in at yeah. least two, so it kind of works out. And, you know, like, he doesn't do massive things in the movie. Well, but he, his character... he makes more of an impact than the other guy does. That's true. And yeah. the thing is, I really like how, and this shows that the writers for these movies actually have some kind of forethought for character development, where you get to this movie and it isn't like Brian and Vince are instantly cool with each other. Like, it isn't like a Vince is like, oh, thanks for calling in the, you know, blah, 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 and saving my life and whatever. It's like there instantly is, there's a bit more, I, I guess. Yeah, I'm respect, on the run. Is the word. I had to leave my home. I'm on the run. You, like, yeah, like there's still, and the moment something happens, those two are just back at each other, like instantly. Watch your, watch your, watch your back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, you fucking idiot. And also, really, whoever does costume design or makeup and stuff, I, I like the touch of him still having scars on his one arm. Yeah, he's got the scars where the, the wire yeah. is on his yeah. arm. Yeah. I've always said, like, that, and I mean, this is just running. All of these movies, as I think I said in the first time, the reason I like these movies is for the characters, not for the action. The action's fun, but the reason I like these movies is for the characters. And I think when it comes to the main characters, they've always been pretty good about actually telling, like, keeping the uh, ro- roller coaster of those characters uh rides that make sense like having tej go from non-computers to computers it's like whatever he's a side character but when it comes to like brian and dom and whoever else they're like gotta keep shit up gotta keep shit going um how do we feel about han and um, giselle's relationship kicking off in this movie great the starting factor does it it work does it make sense is it yeah watch great chemistry you know i i enjoy that they kind of leave behind that Giselle was a possible love interest for Dom in the last movie. Like yeah. they kind of they they step away from that pretty quickly in this one. So it's like cool, we're moving on, and then then their relationship is very interesting to watch grow and for them to to interact with each other. I think they both have great chemistry together, um, and yeah, they're really fun to watch. He's like the Look. only guy that's not all over her. And then yeah. I love that one scene where she, like she does the, the drift trial thing and like she goes around the whole thing. And he's like, it says it just like takes one bite or something. He's like, I think I'm in love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that that look. And he gets yeah. it a couple of times throughout the, the two movies that they're together yeah. in that, There's um, a lot of mutual respect. That's what yeah. 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 Else, yeah. Yeah. Which I think plays in Malta's second one. Uh the next movie, obviously. There's like a, a there's a good line in that one. Um, yeah. which we'll get to next week. Um, how do we feel about the... Well, if Hobbs is the main bad guy, but, like, the guy they're robbing, Ray is the villain. Like, th- th- I think the big difference between four and five in this movie is that, because it's, like, if we didn't have The Rock as, like, the full-on antagonist chasing them type thing, we would have just had Ray as, and this movie would have felt very similar to the last one, just with yep. more people involved in the, the, the stuff, and it wouldn't have been as good. You know. And Reyes is very bland and yep. just kind of serviceable. Another drug dealer. Drug Woo-doo. dealing bad guy who's yeah. running the city. Cool. 
Sure, yeah. I guess he gets I mean, pissed off. He serves his purpose of having a lot of money. The only yeah. thing is, I guess it's it's the only thing that's weird or bad is that like he plays exactly into their hands at every decision. Like everything that they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to do this <laughs> and this is going to happen. There's never that thing where he's like, aha, I've flipped the turn the tables on you, motherfuckers. No, it's just, no, he does exactly what. That's because they're criminals and they know how criminals think. He's like, we'll rob one thing. And then straight away, the dude's like, I've been robbed once. You grab all my money and move it to one location right now within the hour. <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, it, it's a pretty good plan. Especially when your money's inside a poli- massive police station inside a massive Yeah, well, uh, when you're moving it to a police station, it's like, can you just have not kept it in there the entire time? <laughs> like, if you're able to buy out all the cops, fucking keep it in there. Why are we even playing around this? Um, and how do we feel about, lastly, how do we feel about Elena in this? Which I wasn't sure if I'd chuck her under the family tree or not. I guess she's kind of like... She, she is technically she family. Has, she's I mean, technically she, family, but she yeah. has such a weird role that you feel so sorry Whoops. for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, uh. it's, it's, it's weird watching this film with... Um, I don't know how... How much of eight do you know, Ken? Like, do I just... I can't spoil stuff, can I? Uh, I don't know anything about it. Okay, so okay, I won't say because it'll be it'll be, more, it'll be more fun to hear your reactions in okay. a couple weeks' okay. time yeah. to something. I mean, the only thing we're spoiling is Elena shows up in eight, and you'll be in, we'll be interested to see how she shows. I mean, she's in six, she's in seven, she's in eight, but her role in eight is her most interesting. Prominent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Especially like with everything that happens in this film and next film, and it's like. Elena's just this character that's getting kicked around a lot. Like, it'd just be, <laughs> it'd just be really nice if they'd given her a movie without, like, it's like they go from this movie to, hey, Letty's alive, and you're like, well, she's getting dropped like uh, yesterday's bad yeah. uh, takeaway food. Like, at least in this movie, she gets to like be a cool cop or whatever. Like, yeah, like, yes, she's the yes, one good person. cop in Rio. Yeah, yeah, the one good cop in the whole of the fucking place. Yeah. Um. All right. Any last things? Any scenes anyone wants to call out before we move on to favorite line in the mix? Did Dom throw the race? Yes. Yes. 100%. 100% he did. And I fucking love Han and Roman in that yep. moment. Like in that moment after where they're two are fucking walking up and you're like, these two know. And then like he's like, it, just that line where he's like, he doesn't know. He didn't realize. Like, like, and Brian's just like so fucking like. High on himself. He's yeah. like. One, he's like, I he's finally like, You don't know how long Dom. I've been waiting for this guy. It's like, I can't believe it. And it's like, they're just like, he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just that sense of friendship. And I will say, now that I've watched this one and spoilers for watching, because I've already watched next week's, is, is you know what? I said, I made a comment uh, when we watched Too Fast and Furious that I thought um, Roman's and Brian's relationship dies off a lot. These two movies, I think I take that comment back a little bit more because they definitely do have that moment. Yes, their bond isn't as strong as Dom and um, Brian, but they definitely do have those moments of childhood best friends that are still giving each other shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he literally like noogies his head at one stage in this movie. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They they do like little things to to like to show their characters without the dialogue. Uh, all right, so and the final yeah. safe scene. Great. Oh, it's so it's probably my favorite um heist reveal possibly out of any movie. I remember being like that's so fucking awesome in um 
when I first watched this movie. And then every time since, I always pay attention to the garbage truck after they drive past. And it's like, yeah. mm. holy fuck. Like, that is, like, the same, almost pretty much the same shot, the same. It actually happened. Yeah. Like, pretty convenient, but it's still cool. <laughs> the best thing about the, the safe thing is the safe's real. Yeah. Is it, is it... The safe's real, except know. for at one point it's got a car inside of it. It does. The, the have entire time, the entire time, it's a car, or what? I don't. It's an automobile. I don't know if we'd call it a car. It's yeah. something with someone inside driving it. But it's still as practical as as practical as you could shoot this scene. They did, which means those two cars Without are driving, ruining the road. They're, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> attached to it. Another car is driving it, driving it. It's kind of yes. trying not to crash yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, like. Even though I will say um, Gal Gadot is a little bit wasted by the end of the movie when all she's there for is to drive the garbage truck. Oh, she has that, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they, have they couldn't help characters. it. They're, the plan changed. Can't help it. No. Too many characters. But no, that, that, final, that scene where everyone's like, because that's the scene everyone points to where they're like, these movies are shit now. They're like dragging us safe down the ground or whatever else. But the one thing I always say about these movies is like everyone complains and whatever else. And I'll, I'll point out all the stuff. Like I love all of these movies. This one, next one, next one. Like all the big stunts, as, as much as they could practically do, they always, they've shot them all practical. Like all these movies that everyone complains, they everyone treats these like these uh big Michael Bay CGI fuckfests. When I'm like, they're not though. Like they are obviously they have CGI, but like a, most of the stunts, the car stunts in these movies are usually done practically. Which and they have some like, really cool car stunts in them. Even the I think I remember watching the behind the scenes bit of the section where the safe rolls through that building and fucking and it's like the bank, it actually yeah. did that. Like they actually did that shit. Like that's that's not like some CGI fest. It yeah. is fucking destroying the shit out of that building. And not to like skip ahead to like oh uh, because I want to do when we talk about eight. I want to kind of at the end of the episode do a like last thoughts before nine type thing. But one th- watching this one again, one thought I had was like, oh my god, I'm so happy Justin Lin's coming back to this franchise. Because spoilers, I'm not the biggest fan of eight, but I'm like watching. I'm like he just he gets it. Like he gets he gets how to shoot this ridiculous action on such a fine line that it's like he knows it's silly but he does enough of it practically and shoots it in such a way that he's like i treat it serious even though i know it's silly which means the audience will believe kind of thing like i feel like he has a special way with these um action scenes in these movies especially when we get to next week super quick shout out to the scene where mia tells uh, dom and brian that she's pregnant is just like the sweetest thing. It's like, fuck, these movies can be really wholesome at times and just really nice and 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 make you feel all warm and fuzzy. Some would say it's about family. Okay. It, you, yeah. Oh my god! Wait, we should name a podcast after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. All right. Favorite line of the movie. Of course, every Fast and Furious movie has some cheesy, gratifying dialogue. Uh, this week, I'm going with the line. This shit just went from Mission Impossible to Mission in freaking sanity. Ashley ruined it for you, man. Sorry, you already yeah, said it. Yeah, you already said you already it. But that was my pick. It. I wrote it down. I'm not changing it now just because he said it. That's my pick. Ash, what's your pick? Are you just picking what you fucking open the show with? <laughs> 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 All right, listen up. The guys were after our professional runners. They're like speed and are guaranteed to go down the hardest way possible. So make sure you got your thunderwear on. We find them, we take them as a team, we bring them back. 
And above all else, don't ever, ever let them get in the car. <laughs> Ash, Ash this morning in the mirror. Don't ever <laughs> let them get in the car. I'm telling you, we are, every, audience members, please do, do whatever you need to. Raise the freaking, make a hashtag, I don't care. We need Ashley Hobley one-man show, the Fast and Furious series. Like, or just like super cuts of him in different sections as characters. Just would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, we'll do a Kira, what's your favorite scene? Um, I think I got stuck between two. The runner-up is definitely um, I don't know why it made me laugh so much, but after the line that's uh, out of all of us, you got the biggest mouth. Just Tedge being so quick on the "that's for damn sure" yeah. made me laugh so much because it's just so natural and it doesn't feel like a forced line. It almost feels like maybe it wasn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't. And like, there's a couple times where. And I think Ludacris actually does this a little bit throughout the movies where he'll say something and other people will start losing their shit in a very normal way that makes you think, now that was on the fly and people were not expecting that comment. Um, The other is just when um, The Rock shows up at the car meet um, and he's like, you're under arrest. And Dom's just like, well, I don't feel under arrest. How about you, Brian? Brian's like, nope, not a thing. Like... Like just like his, it just shows the ego of Hobbs of just how confident he is in the situation and just how badly he's reading it. This is Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> so I also had two. I had two runners up. Uh, when Go. at the very end, when the Rock says, oh, "I'll see you soon," and Dom goes, "No, you won't." That's great. And then. Uh, <laughs> When Han comes in and says, I thought oh, cockfights were illegal in Rio. You know? And that's when Giselle yeah. fell in love. <laughs> yeah, that's when Giselle was like, this guy's a funny meme. Um, all right, going on to the mix, picking two songs each. Any duplicates are allowed, of course. We're adding them to the ultimate Spotify playlist of Fast and Furious songs. Um, this movie has a lot of songs not available on Spotify. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, what I've, I ended up picking was Furiously Dangerous because that's the credit song and it's cool it's got ludicrous slaughterhouse claret claret jai um and then i picked des desafabio desafio marcella d2 claudia desbarfo oh no it sounds cool anyway yeah ash what'd you pick i also picked desbarfo um which if you didn't pick up that's the scene where giselle walks up to roman herman rios in the the hotel yeah great scene uh, and then I picked How We Roll by uh, Buster Rhymes and Don LaBelle. I don't want you laughing. What's the... <laughs> <laughs> Do you not take Buster Rhymes serious? Come on now. Um, Karen, what'd you pick? Uh, Furiously Dangerous, also. And uh, Danza Kaduro, which is like the song that kind of like, in like towards the end of the movie where it's always the happy ending and it's showing everybody and like going off and stuff and... It's just like there's something like just even listening to it, I was listening to it before the show just makes you feel really like just just fucking good. Like just makes you feel nice that the movie's coming to an end. Everything's a happy ending. We're in a great spot in the Fast and Furious life. Like it's, it's a good song. Time for an alley rally. Everyone stay sharp. This is going to be a piece of cake. Hey, big guy, what you got there? It is time once again to talk about Fast and Furious Spy Races. This time, talking about Season 2, Rio. 
which dropped uh, October 9th, 2020. And the one interesting <laughs> side tangent I've discovered uh, between the last, we're talking about season one a couple episodes ago, and this one was that, now stay with me, because this just kind of points out how crazy last year's been, but there would have only been one season released and then Fast and Furious 9 was originally supposed to come out. So Rio came out October 9th. We would have already watched Fast and Furious 9 by the time that show's dropped. Instead, we've had season two drop, season three dropped in December 26, 2020, and season four has dropped uh, recently, October, uh, April 16th, sorry, 2021. So there's been an extra three seasons of this show released on Netflix since the delay of Fast and Furious 9. It's kind of crazy. All right, so let's get into this season. So once again, just doing a quick mini review of the show uh, so you know what it's all about and what I feel. Again, I'm not going to cover what I talked about last time, but it is a tween show. You should know if uh, that interests you or not. I will say from the outset, I am still enjoying the show. It is a nice, easy children's show to watch uh, as I'm doing something else or like, you know, it doesn't require, um, you know, a heap of attention and I can just kind of chill out and enjoy it. Each episode's 23, 24 minutes, that rough sort of time. And there's only eight episodes a season, so it's pretty easy to smash through it. So the, the plot this time revolves around Tony, Toretto and the crew getting cold in for their first, or we assume it's their first big mission post season one where they're all officially sort of inducted as being i guess proper spies by um miss nobody at this point uh and this time they're tasked with heading off to brazil um or how how the hell does dom say it in um fast and fast was it fast and furious for this is brazil or whatever um he's that whole corny line uh, they should have done that. They don't do it in this. Kind of disappointing. Uh, so the task by this this nobody to go there and look for Layla, who is supposedly infiltrating a gang there. And I say supposedly because the first in, the first episode very much sets up that a Miss Nobody's like, yeah, I recruited her after season one. By the way, because you know she was kick ass, and I know she was working for the bad guys, but you know as long as it keeps our trouble undercover. Uh, but she implies from the outset that she's sort of gone rogue and she's not sure if. Uh, she's still proceeding with her mission or sort of, you know, sided with the bad guys or whatever. And of course, I'm doing a little bit of spoilers here going forth, but uh, she has both sided with the bad guys, but not because she chose to. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. There's a, there's a lot more going on here. Oh, secret spy stuff. Uh, so overall, this season, it focuses a lot more on weird spy stuff more so than racing there is racing in this but it's nowhere near as prominent as the first season and i guess in that way this shows the same as the fast and furious movies because <laughs> that's exactly what happens in those so it's not really that big of a disconnect the one thing i will say that is quite a disconnect is that this season definitely feels a lot more separate to the larger Fast and Furious universe than the first season was. And I'm not sure if that's all come down to Dom being in two episodes or having those brief appearances in two episodes in season one. And this one, he's not in it at all. And there's no, there's no like, but this is definitely a show where I would appreciate a random 
thrown in even like a CT character from the Fast and Furious universe just to keep that connection and keep fans like myself who aren't tweens, teens, children, whatever, watching this. Um, teens probably aren't watching this. Tweens. Uh, watching this, you know, Shadow. Oh, the Easter egg. Oh, that character. Oh, you know, that sort of thing. Because um, it just seems way more disconnected than the first one was. And it seems like it's just a... Like, if you told me this wasn't Fast and Furious, where you put someone, you sat someone down and told them to watch this, no one's going to guess this is Fast and Furious. They're just going to think it's a crazy kids show, like a crazy, weird kids spy show. Like, no one, no one's going to assume it's connected to Fast and Furious at all. Um, within the spy stuff, the, the thing that stands out this season, though, is definitely that Echo is the star of the show at this point. Her character is the most likable, um, the most badass, the person who should be leading the team, not Tony Toretto. Like, t- Tony's fine. He's He kind of gets slightly annoying, and I don't know if it's just me, but... So, I obviously don't mind, as a Fast and Furious fan, I don't mind any time uh, Dom says the family lines in the movies because they usually fit in at perfect times and they work for me as a fan of franchise. However, they have Tony say lines about, oh, my family, oh, my family, this several times throughout the show... And it always just feels super forced, and that's sort of grating to me. Um, he's always he's also always trying to lead the group, and I know that's kind of part of the story because it's it's about how he's you know not the greatest leader in a lot of ways. Um, and Echo calls him out on his shit a lot of time, which I appreciate. But she's just the more capable, badass one of the group. Who I'm like, why aren't you just the star of the show? Why isn't the show like Echo, the star, the most kick-ass character we've got here? Um, the other characters I like the most this season. But definitely Gary, Gary, and Miss Nowhere, who have this sort of back and forth, uh, ridiculous banter at times, where Miss Nowhere's just yelling at him, and you know they, that's also where the more um, quote unquote adult jokes inserted. And I don't mean like obviously not super adult, but they um, they hint at more adult, uh, older jokes that maybe kids wouldn't get, and that sort of stuff. So that's 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 fun as well. Um, the rest of the cast I could and, and the characters didn't you know. So it didn't blow me. Like Layla's Layla in this, like her, her and Tony become a little bit closer in this season, but by the end it, it feels like only slightly. And that's because a lot of this, for a lot of this season, she's still separate to Tony and the rest of the crew. So I presume that's something we'll see them get a lot closer in uh, season three, those two. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Echo, obviously standout. Cisco is, gets a pet monkey for some reason. Uh, this season, which is a thing that I was not super impressed, but whatever. Um, and Frosty's kind of cool this season. Tech Genius, uh, super, has that cool dance scene this season. Has a cool, like, almost nightclub scene. And they are also uh, super important to how the, the show's finale finishes up. So uh, that's, that's, that's important for things going forward. But overall, I would rate season two not as good as season one. Uh, and I'm just... F- for a few standout reasons and the this just the location wasn't super exciting given that it is brazil but just like the way they used it i don't think was particularly great um but i'm looking forward to see what they do in the next one so next season season three is the sahara and then season four is mexico but um it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with the show going forward if they're gonna i guess try to build a, a bigger narrative of what's happening behind the scenes here or if they're gonna just you know villain of the week um, and how much more further away from the racing and more to the spy stuff they'll get. I will, I'll find out soon because I'll be talking about season three in just a couple episodes in a return to this 
segment. That would have been more comfortable without the couch. Alright, so looks like we're all out of NOS for this week. Shut up. You can follow us all on Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter, of course. Um, if at any stage, you can feel free to just tweet at any of us and say how much you love the intro and outro for the show. Uh, zingers, <laughs> left, right, and center. Which, which, sorry, which attempt at the intro or the outro of the show, the first or the second that they didn't hear? They didn't hear the first or second. They heard the third. That is correct. This week, okay. next week, we're discussing Furious 6, so make sure to watch that before the episode drops. And remember that hashtag justice is coming. Do you believe in ghosts?